Don't just ride the index, seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at fidelity.com slash active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. Good morning. It's Tuesday and it's decision day all over again. Yeah, polls now open in the final battle of the midterms. It's December 6th. This is today. Off and running. Keep pushing for democracy. Oh, it is time for us to stand up, but stand together. Voters casting ballots in Georgia's crucial Senate runoff between Democratic incumbent Raphael Warnock and Republican challenger Herschel Walker. This morning, we are live with what the outcome will mean for Washington and the future of both parties. Still surging, the worst flu outbreak in a decade, overwhelming hospitals from coast to coast with fears that holiday gatherings will make things even worse. Just ahead, what health officials are saying you should do to stay safe. Remembering Kirstie Alley. I'm going to show you how a really gracious winner behaves. Read them and wait for more. The beloved Emmy-winning star of Cheers has died after a brief and private battle with cancer. Her daughter is sharing the news overnight. Straight ahead, the emotional tributes now pouring in. Royal Rift, Harry and Meghan arrive in New York just hours after dropping a new bombshell trailer for their controversial Netflix documentary. We know the full truth. The reaction here and in London amid growing tensions within the royal family. All that plus the race to deliver our rare access inside the world hub for FedEx during the busiest time of the year. If we can get the airplanes in here on time, then it keeps the whole system operating on time. And you won't believe what it takes to get holiday packages to your door on time. Today, Tuesday, December 6th, 2022. From NBC News, this is Today with Savannah Guthrie and Hoda Kotb, live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza. Good morning. So good to see you guys. It's a Tuesday morning. Happy you're starting your day with us. This morning, the tributes pouring in for Kirstie Alley, that two-time Emmy Award winner, so beloved for her role on Cheers. Well, she passed away after what her family called a short battle with cancer. Yeah, her friend and co-star John Travolta wrote this overnight. Kirstie was one of the most special relationships I've ever had. I know we will see each other again. We're going to take a look back at her life and her career and the special moment she shared with us right here on Today. Many times on Today. But first, the polls have just opened in Georgia's runoff election. It will decide if Raphael Warnock or Herschel Walker will serve in the United States Senate. Nearly two million people have already voted early, almost 30 percent of all active voters in the state. We're going to have complete coverage, including what's at stake in Georgia, Washington and the whole country. In fact, we're going to start with NBC's chief White House correspondent, Peter Alexander, who's right there in Atlanta. Hey, Peter, good morning. Hey, Hoda, good morning to you. It is a very wet one here in Atlanta to start this election day, but interest in this runoff remains extremely high. Even before election day, Georgians set an early voting record. And for Raphael Warnock, this is going to be his fourth election in just two years. What happens today means the difference in the Senate as an outright majority for the Democrats or a 50-50 split. This morning, it's election day in Georgia again. 
I'm ready to keep on pushing. Keep pushing for democracy. So it is time for us to stand up, but stand together. Both Democratic Senator Raphael Warnock, who won a runoff in 2021, and Republican challenger Herschel Walker campaigning for last-minute votes in a race that will determine whether Democrats can build on their razor-thin Senate majority and pick up a 51st seat. The Democrats have already secured a majority in the Senate. Why does a 51st seat matter here? This is about who is going to represent 11 million people for six years. Georgia is better than Herschel Walker. While Warnock slammed Walker for lacking the competence and character to serve, Walker's hit Warnock for voting with President Biden 96% of the time, arguing every seat matters in a closely divided Congress. A 55th Senate is better than a 51-49 Senate because we can still keep Joe Biden in check. Already one of the most expensive Senate races of all time with more than $400 million spent. In just the last four weeks, Warnock and Democrats have bombarded Walker on the airwaves, outspending the former football star and his Republican allies by a more than two to one margin. It comes as Walker has faced numerous scandals, including accusations that he urged two former girlfriends to have abortions, which he has vehemently denied, and a new domestic abuse allegation from 2005. His campaign has not responded to requests for comment. We met Republican Judy Sarden, a lawyer and mom, who says she's voting for Walker. I think that people need to get take the emotion out of it and just think, how is Herschel going to vote? And I think that... We can count on him to vote conservative. Warnock is hoping for strong turnout from, among others, young voters like college student Camille Leak. In your views, what's at stake in this election? I feel like women's rights are definitely at stake. Um, Health care is a big thing that's at stake. Immigration laws, just basic human rights. This race has serious national implications. President Biden hasn't been to Georgia in months. He's been raising money for Warnock from a distance. And as for former President Trump, who helped propel Herschel Walker to the Republican nomination, he has steered clear of this state over the course of the last several weeks. But last night, notably, he hosted a virtual rally for the former football star. Savannah. All right, Peter, thank you very much. And joining us with more perspective on the runoff and its importance is Washington's uh, correspondent, NBC's Hallie Jackson. Hallie, good morning to you. So as we know, Warnock won the race in November, but did not reach that 50 percent threshold. So here we are at runoff. Polls suggest that Warnock is ahead. I think we've all learned to be cautious about polls. This is a tight race. Rightly so. It's super close, Savannah. The margins are really, really thin here. If you look at kind of where the conventional narrative is, if you will, yes, it is considered that Senator Raphael Warnock is perhaps the favorite with a bit of an edge. That's from both Democrats and Republicans that I've talked to in the last 24 hours looking at a couple of data points. Number one, you've got Senator Warnock outspending Herschel Walker, something like nearly two to one. You also look at some of the numbers from who is actually voting early so far, who has come out and cast their ballot. It is not unexpected that Warnock would have the edge. Democrats typically see that. But if you get into the numbers, something like 15 percent of people under the age of 30 who have come out and vote now didn't vote in November voting now. Um, that's interesting because that suggests that that Warnock could have an edge with that constituency who usually votes more Democratic anyway. So there are some signs in the numbers. If you're Herschel Walker, you are looking to today, Savannah. You need big election day turnout. That is when it gets you what's going to get you over the edge. So that's why you've been seeing this big push from the Walker campaign to get people 
pull out today. It is certainly still possible he pulls this one out. And there's a lot riding on the outcome of this nationally, not just in Georgia, Savannah. Yeah. And in some ways, you could look at a runoff as a redo or a way to tweak strategy because you've just had a result. You just run the test essentially in November. Have there been been any tweaks in strategy. What have you noticed about how the campaigns have approached this last month? It's interesting you talk about this, Savannah, because ultimately there really haven't been that many, right? Especially if you're Herschel Walker and his campaign, who, as you note, saw what the outcome was in November. I talked to one uh, sort of Republican strategist who's been watching this race who suggested, hey, there was not a game changer for Herschel Walker here. He had a voters had concerns, according to our exit polling from November, about issues on character and judgment. And, And the question is, has he done anything to significantly address that. You've also seen geographically where have these candidates been. Raphael Warnock has been focusing, especially in the last few days of this race, in the area around Atlanta, those really important suburbs, the city. Herschel Walker has been out in places where Republicans typically have won easily, trying to, again, boost that turnout. Keep in mind that a 51-49 Senate for Democrats is something they really want. No, the balance of power is not at stake, but they'd love to make it easier to get through judicial nominees. Democrats would love to make it easier um, so that a single centrist Democrat wouldn't have so much power in the broad Senate. For all those reasons, Republicans want to keep it to 50-50. They want to keep this as close as possible. So not just for people in Georgia, but people all across the country, lots to watch for here today. And nerd alert, my favorite fact, 76,000 people have early voted who didn't vote in the November election, but came out to vote for the runoff. So we'll see what they do. Uh, Hallie, thank you very much. Appreciate it. All right. Also this morning, a community in North Carolina remains under a state of emergency. Tens of thousands still do not have power after that targeted attack on the area's power grid. NBC's Blaine Alexander standing by in Carthage, North Carolina with the very latest. Hey, Blaine, good morning. Well, Hoda, good morning to you. That's right. More than 30,000 people are still in the dark this morning. Some crucial places like the sheriff's office here are running on backup generator power. But even with crews working around the clock, this is a slow and painstaking process. An official tells me that the damage to these substations was so severe that some of the parts have to be completely replaced and it takes time to ship those replacements in. Meanwhile, all of this is happening as officials are still working to determine who was responsible. After more than 48 hours in frigid temperatures and pitch black nights. We have no heat. We have no uh, uh, cooking facilities. We have none of that. How are you getting by? Uh, barely. This morning, more than 30,000 North Carolina residents are bracing for their third straight day in the dark after officials say at least one gunman broke into a pair of power substations Saturday night and opened fire, causing extensive damage and a widespread blackout. What happened here Saturday night? was a criminal attack and federal, state and local law enforcement are actively working to bring those responsible to justice. Officials say so far, no motive and no suspects, but they've not ruled anything out. Are you possibly looking for somebody who was an employee? Uh, We're looking at all aspects uh, uh, of it. This was not no random act. This was something targeted. This morning, Duke Energy, which runs the substation, says they will take a closer look at security measures after the breach, but would not say whether surveillance cameras may have captured those responsible. How were they able to access these areas so easily? Well, you know, we maintain hundreds of thousands of miles of overhead lines, equipment that's all around it's, it's impossible to protect everything from any type of, of interaction. We have robust security measures. This morning, the county remains under a state of emergency with a 9 p.m. curfew in place until power is restored. 
The Red Cross has opened a 24-hour shelter for those struggling to stay warm. And with the majority of impacted customers likely to remain in the dark until Thursday, this grocery store, one of the few with power, is a rare refuge. It's cold and I come over here a couple of times a day to get some hot food. Just to get warm? Yeah. It just doesn't affect one person. It affects the whole community, literally. And the sheriff tells me that one of his biggest concerns in all of this is traffic accidents. He says there have already been a number of accidents, people driving through town who may or may not realize that the power is even out and kind of speeding through those intersections. He says that's why this curfew is so crucial. Hoda, that curfew goes into effect again at nine o'clock tonight. All right, Blaine Alexander for us there in North Carolina. Blaine, thank you. Let's talk health. One of the nation's worst flu seasons in years is showing no signs of slowing down. Cases, hospitalizations, and deaths are continuing to rise, a surge that has turned fears of a triple-demic into reality. NBC's Sam Brock joins us from Jackson Memorial Hospital in Miami this morning. Hi, Sam. Good morning to you. Yeah, Savannah, good morning. Look, if this year feels a little bit different, flu hospitalizations over Thanksgiving week were at their highest levels in more than a decade. Now, the numbers here in Florida are elevated, not at Jackson Health specifically, though they are coordinating with area hospitals and keeping an eye on things. But Savannah, nationally looking at these figures, it certainly portends for a big bump in cases this winter. This morning, doctors nationwide gearing up for a major fight with the flu. I've seen a lot of young, healthy people come in this feeling about as bad as they've ever felt. In California, one of the hardest hit states, Dr. Andrew Eats says his ER is feeling the crunch. We're already at kind of mid-January levels. You know, it'll be um, interesting and a little bit scary to see where this goes from here. It's a scene that's playing out coast to coast, with nearly all states seeing high or very high flu activity ahead of schedule. I am very concerned about it because uh, I myself am immune compromised. The CDC says over Thanksgiving week, outpatient visits for flu-like illness tripled the national baseline and hospitalizations nearly doubled from the previous week. Since flu season began, the agency estimating 4,500 people, including 14 children, have died. That's already close to the total number of deaths for last year's entire flu season. In Dallas-Fort Worth, pediatric hospitals are near capacity. Doctors say the best line of defense is to get the flu shot. I need to be protected and I believe in the vaccines. Though some blame vaccine fatigue for their inaction so far. I haven't gotten a flu shot since I was a kid and the last shot I got was the COVID shot. And to get an appointment for that, it was a hassle to go in and wait. Experts worry about high-risk populations like older Americans and pregnant women in worn places with lots of close contact like daycares, classrooms and college dorms can be settings for super spreaders. Michael Allegrini just caught a bad case of the flu after recently attending a wedding. Since I had just had COVID uh, a few weeks prior, I felt completely safe and my guards were completely down. Doctors recommend you consider pandemic precautions like masking and remind people that a little vigilance could go a long way to ensure a healthy holiday season. And even now, it is not too late, guys, to get the flu shot. Even if you've already had the flu this season, you could get it again, and it could be worse. This is a recent survey finds that 4 in 10 Americans are not planning on getting the flu vaccine. 
Savannah, back to you. Sam Brock in Miami. Thank you, Sam. Dilly dilly, let's talk about the weather. Yes, and we do have uh, some wet weather to contend with through the day today. It's down through the Atlanta area right now. It's also very foggy. So if you have delays in and out of Atlanta airport, that's why. It's uh, very low visibility there. This rain is going to gather itself and make its way into the northeast. This is one of two systems that's going to work its way eastward. By this afternoon and evening, we'll see some pockets of heavier rain through New Jersey, Pennsylvania, up across New England as well. And then that storm system will exit tomorrow morning. And the next one is going to gather itself back through the southern plains. That's going to move into the Midwest Wednesday night into Thursday. And even on the northern side of it, up near Omaha, we could see more of a wintry mix as some cold air works in. We will see rainfall rates of an inch or two per hour. So that could lead to the just ground being saturated and additional rainfall could lead to uh, some flooding potential, especially for that second round of rain back through Kentucky into Tennessee, back through southern Missouri and northern Arkansas, too, where we could end up with about three or four inches of rain. But again, that's the setup with these couple of systems moving through. The cold air really pushed up across the northern plains where temperatures today will be in the 20s and 30s. And that's your latest forecast. All right, Dylan. Thank you. Uh, Still ahead, guys. A loving cheers to Emmy winner Kirstie Alley. Um, she had the sudden death of her overnight. We're going to talk about that, the emotional tributes pouring in, and also a look back at the moment she shared with us through the years. All right, and then the race to deliver this holiday shipping season. Carrie Sanders is in the place where it happens, inside FedEx's World Hub in Memphis, with a real eye-opening look at the work to make sure the weather and nothing else delays your packages. (laughs) But first, this is Today on NBC. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging to connect with candidates faster. Plus, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash today. Just go to Indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash today. Conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 7.30 7.30 Tuesday morning, December 6, 2022. Um, good to see you. Good to see you guys. Let's get to your headlines at 7.30 on a Tuesday morning. The Supreme Court appeared ready yesterday to side with an evangelical Christian graphic artist who has refused to create websites for same-sex weddings. This is the latest clash between religious conservatives and gay rights. The case comes at a time when the court is dominated 6-3 by ideological conservatives, and it follows a series of cases in which the court has ruled in favor 
of religious plaintiffs. Disgraced attorney Michael Avenatti was sentenced yesterday to 14 years in prison after admitting he cheated four of his clients out of millions of dollars. The California judge also ordered him to pay more than $7 million in restitution to the victims and $3 million to the government. Avenatti rose to fame in 2018. He was representing porn, porn star Stormy Daniels in her legal battle against Donald Trump. His sentence in California will be served after he finishes a five-year term for separate convictions here in New York. Also this morning, stunning new images from NASA's Artemis mission. The Orion capsule swooped one last time around the moon yesterday, passing within 80 miles of the lunar surface before heading home. The unmanned capsule capturing an amazing view of a crescent Earth. Mm. That's pretty cool. You don't really see that a lot. Orion is expected to splash down in the Pacific Ocean on Sunday after a three-week test flight. I just realized you don't see that a lot because you're not on the moon. You, <laughs> yeah. you, you always look at the crescent moon. Earth. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> that explains it. Uh, let's go now to the news that's really rocked Hollywood overnight. Beloved actress Kirstie Alley passing away at the age of 71. The Emmy winner starred on the big and small screens, and she spent many mornings right here with us on Today. NBC's Ann Thompson joins us more with more. Hi, Ann. Good morning. Good morning. Kirstie Alley's children first tweeted the news last night that their mother passed away from a brief bout with cancer. Allie leaves behind a legacy of laughter and many unforgettable television moments. Hello, cheers. This is how most of America knew Kirstie Alley's name as a member of NBC's hit 80s sitcom Cheers. Well, I hope you learn from my example. I'm going to show you how a really gracious winner behaves. Read them and wait for more! Her portrayal of Rebecca Howe would earn her the first of two Emmys and a place God in the cultural landscape. This morning, her former co-star Ted Danson remembering this episode. Rebecca, will you marry me? Never! Oh, I don't know what's happening! He said he watched it yesterday before hearing the news, writing... She made me laugh 30 years ago when she shot that scene, and she made me laugh today just as hard. I am so sad and so grateful for all the times she made me laugh. Allie parlayed that talent into the Look Who's Talking films with John Travolta, Travolta writing a tribute to his dear friend last night. Kirstie was one of the most special relationships I have ever had. I know we will see each other again. In a prolific career that spanned 30 years, Allie played a Vulcan. Savick on Star Trek to a romance expert in Veronica's closet. I just hate watching myself on TV. No, you don't. <laughs> yeah, I know. In recent years, she kept fans on their toes with appearances on Dancing with the Stars and The Masked Singer, and even earned a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame in 1995. Allie was famously open about her weight struggles. I lost, I think I lost the 50 pounds in 44 weeks. We'll remember Allie spending multiple birthdays with us at Today. I have my birthday coming up, and of course, I I, I guess I get to collect Social Security. You look awesome. Yes, you you. do, and and I love that you say, I'm 66. I'm glad to be alive. (laughs) Exactly. And while fans remember her as a comedy icon, Her children say she is best remembered as a loving mother and grandmother. This is one of the best things that's ever happened in my life, to be a grandmother. Now, there has been an outpouring of support from fellow actors and fans, including Ali's Cheers co-star, Kelsey Grammer. He said, I always believe grief for a public figure is a private matter, but I will say 
I loved her. Kirstie Alley, I remember back on Cheers, she replaced Shelley Long, and Shelley Long was so incredibly successful, and you wonder what that might have felt like to try to fill those shoes. Can you imagine? Yeah. I mean, it was such a difficult transition, but, or it could have been a difficult yeah. transition. They took the character in a totally different way, uh, direction. Diane was Sam's uh-huh. love interest. Kirstie Alley played Rebecca Howe. She was Sam's boss. She was climbing up the corporate ladder. But as Ted Danson said, she did the nervous breakdown better than any. <laughs> Any other comedian <laughs> ever. And that's what really drew her to fans. Wow. It was remarkable. Beautiful. That's so, so mm-hmm. sudden. He heard yeah. her kids said. Just 71. So. Yeah. I know. Our hearts Thank are with them. Thank you, Anne. All right. Coming up, uh, we're switching gears here. One of the biggest shipwreck mysteries of the last century solved by a group of volunteers. Their remarkable story in their own words. But first, Carrie Sanders with a first-hand look this morning at what one shipping giant is doing to make sure those holiday deliveries get exactly where they're going. Hi, Carrie. Good morning, guys. This is your captain speaking. Actually, your reporter. Coming up, we're going to explain how to get a smooth ride as that sending a package's deadline is now on approach. So sit back and relax, and we'll have all those on-time details coming up. Uh, Tower L39, clear for takeoff. Uh, Okay, packages and all those gifts, here we go. Now 740 with our special series, Race to Deliver, as we head into crunch time for those packages. Yeah, Yeah, online shopping is setting records this year, and that means demand for fast shipping has never been greater. But what happens to your package when bad weather hits? Nothing good, right? Well, NBC's senior national correspondent, Carrie Sanders, is at FedEx World Headquarters in Memphis. Carrie, good morning. Well, good morning, guys. Look, we all know that terrible feeling. It's raining as it was here overnight and it's still a little drizzle this morning and you're heading to the airport. You're like, okay, my flight is going to be delayed. Well, here in Memphis at the World Hub for FedEx, they're concerned about that because every minute delayed can cost them millions of dollars. So they have a team of meteorologists checking the weather, not only here, but around the world, especially now because the pressure is absolutely on. Down this nondescript road, cleverly named Urgent Avenue, sits a highly restricted area where we were given rare access. Inside, a team of 15 meteorologists working around the clock to make sure nasty winter weather does not delay your holiday packages. This time of year, especially during peak with the holiday season, it becomes even more intense because everything is so much more critical than it would normally be throughout the year. Jeff Woodard began monitoring weather for the U.S. Air Force during Desert Storm. His battle today and every day is now making sure FedEx planes get through all types of weather across the globe and on time. What's going on in Hawaii right now? Uh, right now, the uh, the volcano is still has a constant lava flow. And We're what does ha- that mean to the pilots? When it did erupt, that, that really impacted how we get in there. So our pilots would have to route and fly south and avoid where it was actually, the ash was going to the northeast. That's because ash spewing 30 to 40,000 feet can shut down a jet engine. The airplane comes into Dubai. Doug Jenkins is a flight dispatcher. It's his job to know where every one of the more than 100 airborne flights is at any moment. What is it the pilots don't know? 
Well, it's the big picture, so they can see what they have going on, oh, what's yes, happening no, right at their aircraft. Because of FedEx, from 11 p.m. to 3 a.m., Memphis International becomes the busiest cargo airport in the world. Every flight color-coded on this massive board. This is the controlled chaos. Yes. And the weather, that's your problem potentially every day. It could delay the arri delay these arrivals. So if we can get the airplanes in here on time, then it keeps the whole system operating on time. Ready for takeoff, Captain Don Olsch, a former Marine F-18 pilot. His mission now, getting those packages where they need to be. The fastest route always point A to point B. We don't worry about uh, the comfort as much as the passenger uh, carriers do. As you're flying more than 500 miles an hour, when you look out the window and see Santa, does he go by faster? Oh, yeah. He's way faster than a, than a jet. Well, okay, so we see what FedEx is doing, Carrie. What can we do to make sure our packages get where they need to go? And where are you anyway? <laughs> yeah, I'm inside the plane now. This is where 30,000 packages will go, just like this one. 90 million will be sent during this holiday season. So, yeah, there are some tips that we can take. First of all, you're sending a package. Also, and this is for any, anybody you use, Put the address inside of where it's going, just in case there's a problem. If you're expecting a package, make sure that there's illumination outside your home on the address so they can actually find where you live. And then uh, finally, make sure you know the deadlines, especially if you're shipping on the ground, which is basically December 17th for everybody. So inside this box, mm -hmm. There might be a gift heading towards you guys. Oh, I'm what? in Memphis. I'm going to see if you guys can kind of guess oh. what do you what think is, is coming Don't from that. Memphis barbecue? to you guys. Barbecue. Better be overnight. Is it barbecue? Oh, whoa. There you go. Oh, well, you better have it on the first oh, delivery. <laughs> you got it. 7.30 a.m. It'll be in your hands. Thank you. Thank you. Remember that old ad, like when yeah. it absolutely oh, positively has, has to, to get, get there, there overnight? Oh, yeah. Food, it's got to <laughs> yeah. get there. Yeah. Ribs. Thanks, guys. Dylan, you think it's going to get here, the weather? Is anything going to stop, slow that package? Uh, no, I think okay. it should get here, yes. I mean, yes, you don't want that delayed because you don't really want to open it two days from now. Um, I want to point out just real quickly, this isn't really going to be much of a threat, but it's December, the hurricane season is over, and we're talking about a tropical dis uh, disturbance. 40% uh, chance of this developing in the next two days, and the dis development zone is out over the Atlantic. So, again, not really a threat to land, but interesting. We've only had about 10 named storms in the month of December since 1950, so it's not very common. Temperature-wise, we're above average. Nashville uh, should be about 71 degrees, 78 in Montgomery, Alabama. This does come with some rain, though. So while it will be mild in the northeast, temperatures running about 15 to 20 degrees above average, we are going to see some rain move in later today into tonight. And then after that, on the backside of that frontal system, temperatures will drop Saturday in Cleveland, a high of only 41 degrees. And that's your latest forecast. Thank you, Dylan. All right, coming up, guys, uh, the new royal drama swirling around Prince Harry and Meghan Markle as they arrive in New York ahead of the release of their controversial Netflix documentary. We'll have the very latest coming up right after this. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. 
It's time to breathe easier this allergy season with Breathe Right Nasal Strips. With instant nasal congestion relief for up to 12 hours, you can spend your time on your terms, not on your noses. Stuffy nose from outdoor allergens? No problem. We got you. Allergy season just turned into stripping season. Instant relief from nasal congestion anytime, anywhere. Need more convincing? Click the banner below and get a free sample. Breathe right. Get your strip on. Use as directed. Well, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle are stepping even further into the spotlight today. They've arrived here in New York ahead of a much-anticipated docu-series mm-hmm. being released. NBC Stephanie Gosk is here with that story. And, Steph, so many people talking about that trailer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they certainly are, Tom. Good morning, guys. There will be no shortage of the controversial royal couple in the coming days and weeks. An award ceremony tonight here in New York City, a six-part Netflix series, and Prince Harry's memoir to be released In January, fans and critics alike are clamoring while the palace is no doubt bracing for what's to come. A new trailer taking direct aim at the palace and the media. The first episodes in Netflix's six-part series, Harry and Meghan, drop on Thursday. And it appears Prince Harry is holding no punches. But before anyone has seen it, the royal couple are already under fire. In the trailer, a photo is used to suggest an invasion of their privacy, But a reporter who covers the royals says he was there, and it was actually taken with the couple's permission on an official trip to South Africa. The teaser released last week used this image of a mob of photographers, apparently a stock photo taken back in 2011, before Harry and Meghan had even met. It's standard procedure to use stock images uh, to illustrate certain things, but you would hope that in the actual... uh, episodes themselves, they will be used in the right context. Otherwise, unfortunately, it does discredit the wider program. Just days after the Prince and Princess of Wales visited the U.S. for the first time in eight years, the Duke and Duchess of Sussex will be honored tonight in New York City by Robert F. Kennedy Human Rights, receiving the Ripple of Hope Award for their work in racial justice and other social causes. For Harry and Meghan, accolades come with recriminations, as critics accuse the couple of demanding privacy while at the same time willingly putting their lives on public display. NBC News reached out to Netflix, but they are not commenting on the record. It's going to be a star-studded gala tonight, also being honored Ukraine's president and late basketball legend Bill Russell. The event will be emceed by Alec Baldwin. It's his first public appearance since the shooting on the movie set of Rust. Guys. Well, you'll have a lot to talk about <laughs> yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, for sure. Yes. All right, <laughs> Thank you, Steph. Thank you. All right, coming up next, your 8 o'clock hour. It's time to breathe easier this allergy season with Breathe Right Nasal Strips. With instant nasal congestion relief for up to 12 hours, you can spend your time on your terms, not on your noses. Stuffy nose from outdoor allergens? No problem. We got you. Allergy season just turned into stripping season. Instant relief from nasal congestion anytime, anywhere. Need more convincing? Click the banner below and get a free sample. Breathe right. Get your strip on. Use as directed.